This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, it's uh, no kidding. It's a little slick out there in some spots maybe you think is not. Um, I realized it didn't snow last night, but there's some black ice out there. Some uh, friends from the Yates Flooring Center chat line have chimed in, a little man helping man. Crash on the Brownfield Highway over Upland. Traffic at a standstill on both sides of the highway, so keep that in mind. Uh, the Wolferth overpass over 82nd Street is closed. Uh, travel safety, tr- safely. Um, we talked earlier this morning about the Marsha Sharp and Quaker. It was uh, closed when I came in about an hour ago, but well, about 45 minutes ago. Anyway, the bottom line is the bridges and overpasses um, going to be slick, flyovers, things like that. Um, so just uh, if you're out there early this morning, get into your place of business, your job, your J-O-B. Uh, you can tell the man you're going to be just a little slow this morning because you don't want to rep- wreck the company truck. Okay. Yeah, that'd be smart. Just drive slow. Yeah, just drive slow. Just drive just, slow. Just, just be, be safe. And out maybe, there. maybe don't take the Marshall truck. Yeah, maybe don't take the highways. Yeah, or the back the, roads or the side streets. Yeah, all or, those things. You know, the, don't freeze as quickly. Sure. Probably I'll, by nine or ten o'clock, we'll all be good. Yeah. Right. 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 And you're probably, probably just, just, just. Accurate, accurate on that, Jamie. Uh, we'll have uh, a couple of NFL games on the air for you tomorrow. Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, a lot on the line for the Steelers. They're 9-7. and seven. Ravens 13-3. and three. They have the one seed. Pittsburgh is favored by 3.5 in this game because the Ravens are going to be sitting a lot of people. Um, and we'll have that for you at 3. And then the Texans and the Colts, both teams at 9-7. and seven. And both teams with lots to play for that. So here's the... Uh, Here's the playoff scenarios for you. Um, for the Houston Texans, they clinched the AOC South title with a win or a Jacksonville loss or tie. Uh, they can also uh, clinch a playoff berth with a Houston win or a Houston tie plus Jacksonville loss plus Pittsburgh loss or tie. Basically, for the Houston Texans, win and you're in. And that's a, that's a remarkable turnaround. Man, for no the doubt. for the Texans, mm-hmm. um, you know, from where they were with the dumpster fire with Deshaun Watson and you know Romeo Cornell and just every just everything just it just it looked like it was just going to take a Herculean effort to get it turned around and it, and it has it has been a Herculean effort to get it's it turned. Amazing around. what happens when you find a quarterback that you can use in the NFL. Definitely helps. Yeah, but a really good coach too. It appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's tomorrow. Um, as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers, they and did you say Romeo Cronell? I think he was the coach at the. Wasn't Lovey Smith there? Last Lovey year? Smith, yeah. That, that was, yeah. I got those two confused. Mm-hmm. Romeo's probably been retired, but he he's been in charge of some dumpster fires, Kansas City, Cleveland, other places. Better assistant than head coach, mm-hmm. but Lovey Smith, you're right. That's exactly right. Um, okay, so for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they can clinch a playoff berth. They have to win plus Buffalo lose or a Pittsburgh win plus a Jacksonville loss or tie, a Pittsburgh win plus a Houston-Indianapolis tie, or a Pittsburgh tie plus a a Jacksonville loss plus Houston-Indianapolis doesn't tie, 
doesn't end in a tie, okay? Or a Jacksonville loss plus a Denver win plus a Houston Indianapolis doesn't end in a tie, okay? (laughs) 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 The Miami Dolphins clinch the AFC East with a win or a tie. They played the Buffalo Bills Sunday night. How are you feeling about that matchup? Not good. Okay. Um, I was listening on my way in this morning on, to Double T 97.3, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, and Brady Quinn was saying that um, the Bills fans, Bills Mafia, was going to take over the uh, Dolphin Stadium there. I'm sure there's a lot of native New Yorkers living in the Florida area, mm-hmm. and they seem to always flock to that game. Yeah. Uh, the Bills clinched the AFC East with a win. So there you go. Win and you're in. They can lose and you're most likely out. They can clinch a playoff spot. They're gonna go from the possibility to from two to out. Yeah. They can clinch a playoff berth with a Buffalo tie or a Pittsburgh loss or tie or Jacksonville loss or tie or a Houston Indianapolis tie. I mean, but none of those things are likely, right? I don't think the ties are very likely. I mean, I wish the NFL would would just play to the bitter end. I mean, do um, you expect the Steelers to to lose when the Steelers are motivated and the Ravens are sitting a bunch of guys mm-hmm. and have nothing to play for? I expect the Steelers to win. Yeah. Do you expect the Jaguars, who have everything to play for, to lose against the 5-11 and 11 Titans? No. Do you no. expect the... Colts and Texans to tie? No, no. No. So there are three things there that are not likely. Mm-hmm. So my guesstimation, and yes, probably partially because I'm a bit, not, not bitter, but jaded. Jaded. You've used scarred, the word jaded. Scarred. scarred Bills yeah. fan. Yeah. My expectation is if they don't win, they will not make the playoffs. They do not win the division and mm-hmm. claim the two seed. Mm-hmm. They will drop all the way to eight, which is outside. See, let me ask you this, and both of you this, because Jeff has made has lamented uh, his cowboy fandom and just lack of success. You, I think, very accurately over the test of time of your lifetime, have described your life as a jaded Bills fan. I feel like I feel like that you have more skin being a jaded Bills fan than Jeff being a frustrated cowboy fan. I, I don't know. We both are large individuals, so we both have plenty of skin. <laughs> Neither one of us have been to a Super Bowl since 95. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a little more because he's got two Super Bowl, well, four Super Bowl losses, but, but he, due to my team. He's been a Bills fan longer than you've been a Cowboys fan because you, sure. you've... you've Abandoned the I, Oilers when they moved to Tennessee. I was the, abandoned. Let's make this clear. Yeah, you, I was abandoned first. <laughs> you feel like they an orphan? <laughs> so want a piece of that turf from the Super Bowl where they didn't win. So want a piece of that turf. That one yard short. I would love a piece of that turf. Well, I'm sure if you go on eBay, you can find it. I don't have that much money. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know. It, they're, it's just different. It's. I think Cowboys fans because of the success that their team has had over mm-hmm. the years, have a high, high level of uh, expectation. And um, there's real anger there as Cowboy fans. That's kind of what I – that's how I'm taking it. I'm judging mm-hmm. – trying to read Cowboy fans. 
there's a high level of anger there because they knew how great they used to be. They don't love the owner, and so they want to blame him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Cowboy fans have high expectations, which is a good thing because you've had so much success. I think Bills fans are different. It's not that we're angry with the team or the franchise or whatever. We're just always sad because we know it never works out. <laughs> yeah. That we're not angry like Cowboy fans are. We're just we're sad and what? we and we 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 expect as I've said before, expect the worst and hope for something a little bit better. We just know. No. What what do you think, Bills Mafia? Do you think they would be disappointed if they won a Super Bowl? Like, because then they, they wouldn't have anything to be jaded about anymore. Of all the dumb questions you've ever asked. Okay, that question goes up there with the, is Jamie excited about baseball season? <laughs> Just, I was being a little facetious there, I don't think okay? you were. Yeah, I think you were honestly asking that question. <laughs> and now you've been called out on it. Yeah. It's just different. I think Cowboys fans have positive expectations mm-hmm. and Bills fans have negative mm-hmm. expect- expectations. They're angry with their franchise. We're just sad. We're we're just Eeyore. Yeah. That's what Bills fans are. Yeah. We just are woe is me. Uh, let's see here. Now, the, the Dallas Cowboys, they clinch the NFC East. All they have to do is beat the Washington Commanders. Game you'll hear on Double T 97.3 Sunday afternoon at 2.30. Play-by-play at 3.25 from our nation's capital. Yeah. They can also clinch the NFC East. With a Dallas tie plus Philadelphia tie, or just simply a Philadelphia loss, mm. so that's uh, that's what you have to look forward to uh, this weekend. They, the Phillies, the Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles play at the New York Football Giants on Sunday afternoon at the same time. By the way, okay, so I'm sure the Cowboys won't be won't be you know scoreboard watching. They'll just be looking at their own deal and going, "We have a chance to take care of business here, and let's just take care of business." They've got a great history of doing that. 6.40 this morning on this morning drive. Uh, This day in sports history is next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is January the 5th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. 2024, excuse me. Sorry. I was going to have to go rewind and get rid of some of these. You know, <laughs> we advanced a whole year. Uh, 1957, Dodgers' Jackie Robinson announces his retirement rather than being traded to the Giants. We talked about the yeah. trade that happened mm-hmm. uh, mid-December, I think, is when that was. And he said, uh, tell my quit for love of the game. Not actually, but, you know, would have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. 1971, Globetrotters lose 100-99 to the New Jersey Reds, ending a 2,495-game winning streak. I think that was a legitimate deal, too. I don't think it was any kind of, um, you know, publicity stunt. Yeah, no, they were uh, the the way my dad describes the Globetrotters, because uh, they've lost a few times since then. Whenever the Globetrotters lose, sometimes they forget that that sometimes they're playing a basketball game mm-hmm. and get down too much and can't quite make up the difference. Just not enough time. They run out of time. They run, yeah. Because, let's be honest, the Globetrotters win their basketball games. That's what they do. Um, the but fans are the real winners. I think it's like 10-minute swings where it's 10 minutes of basketball, 10 minutes of 
Globetrotterness, 10 minutes of basketball, 10 minutes of Globetrotterness in those games. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes the 10 minutes of basketball gets a little heavy handed on the one side Mm -hmm. that they don't make up for it when they're messing around. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1989, Major League Baseball signs a $400 million deal with ESPN to show 175 games in the 1990 season. You know what you get for that $400 million now? What's that? A designated hitter that I also pitch. <laughs> 1996, Miami Dolphins coach Don Shula announces his retirement. 2007, the second coach ever for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bill Cowher, resigns as their head coach. That was really a surprise. And there was a lot of people that thought that he would eventually get back into it because he, he was young, young, young. His uh, his then wife was uh, was ill. She would eventually succumb to... to uh, to cancer, and he would go to the NFL today. And I read today that the NFL today may have a different look next year because Bill Cowher's contract is expiring. So is James Brown, JB, and your man Phil Sims. I know that you're just thrilled by that. <laughs> Could Jamie name one person on any NFL pregame show? Uh, because I watch him during the halftime sometimes. So keyword. Some Sometimes boomers in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Uh, who's the the other guy? The guy from the morning show. He played for the Jets. I, he always kind of he wears the suits. He he wears his suits really tight. Can't remember his name. Keyshawn Johnson. No, 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 no. Wayne Corbett. No, no. Um. Yeah, that's Mark yeah. Sanchez. No, it's not Mark Sanchez. That's the only guys I can remember on that show. There's a lot of them. Sunday Night Football feels like they have like 30 or 40 they do, man. people got, involved. They do, they have a, when they do their pick them thing, I'm do. like, holy cow. Look at Chris Collinsworth's son. Yeah. You know. 2010, Mike Shanahan is formally introduced as the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Nate Burleson is who I was trying to think of. And in 2021, Texas Tech sophomore Terrence Shannon Jr. scored a season-high 22 points in an 82-71 to win over Kansas State. Yeah, interesting times for Terrence Shannon. It is National Whipped Cream Day. Oh, nice. You like some whipped cream? You like whipped cream, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top of your hot chocolate? No? Uh, I would be fine with that. I, okay. I just very, very rarely drink hot chocolate. Happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player. Zach Smith turns 28 today. Mm. Tomorrow... Reigning slam dunk champion. That's right. Mac McClung turns 24. And apparently he's been invited back to that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, today, Bradley Cooper, 49. Diane Keaton, 78. Robert Duvall, 93. Charlie Rose, 82. Warwick Dunn, 49. And Charlie Huff is 76. Charlie Huff, the knuckleballer. I wonder mm-hmm. if he can still throw a knuckleball. I mean, definite possibility there. Probably. I mean, that doesn't. Take as much out of your arm right. as a fastball does. Think, think, or a breaking ball. I think Charlie's got some grandsons. He's out there teaching them how to hit the knuckleball. And Grandma's like, hey, Charlie, let him hit. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can't throw it straight. Probably yeah. can't throw it normal. Yeah. 
And on this day in 1933, mm-hmm. construction begins on the Golden Gate Bridge oh. as workers begin excavating 3.25 million cubic feet of dirt for the structure's huge anchorages. And that, this day in sports history. Is the Golden Gate Bridge the one that we heard? I thought it was, it was one of these shows that we heard that... Mm, they start repainting it. Yes. Yeah. And when they get to the it's other a constant end, repaint. They, yes. they, they, yes. they have to restart again. Yes. Well, it, yeah. it takes, it takes I think it, it mm-hmm. takes four years to paint it, and the paint is four year paint. So yeah. it's a constant repaint. Four year paint. Yeah. Well, because of all the salt water and everything else, that they need to be repainting it. <laughs> so the, the paint lasts about four years, and mm-hmm. it takes four years to paint it. Yeah. No. So they just keep going. No. There's... So you could get a full time job and work, work for 40 years as a painter of the. Yeah. Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, Max on one side and George is on the other side. I imagine it's more than two guys. Yeah, they got and they got they you know powers painters yeah. or sprayers or are we just doing this by with the old paintbrush? Well, it's also a lot of services that have to get painted. Sure, sure. You probably got some prep work that takes you know. It's probably more than one guy named Mac working on that too. Hey, Mac, uh-huh. how you doing? You want a better one, Jamie? My dad, when he was a mechanic. Uh, when he was working at O'Hare, knows guys that their dads started working at O'Hare under when it was under construction. When their sons retired, they were still working on the construction at O'Hare Airport. <laughs> Goodness. And I'm willing to bet we could go to O'Hare Airport right now, still mm-hmm. under construction. Seems like they're always doing something at an airport. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So it's, they got something happening. Uh, somebody says this, that bridge is huge, like as wide as Indiana Avenue. Okay. Uh, King Craig talks about uh, Charlie Huff smoking between innings. Okay. <laughs> Probably a lot of that. Used to be some of that in Major League Baseball. Earl Weaver was pretty famous for that. The manager of the Orioles. He would he would uh, steal a smoke. Yeah, I think the manager of the Tigers. Well, I'm now Sparky forgetting. Anderson. Yeah, it seems like he was the guy that I always remember doing it. Doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, six fifty-four this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, the eight morning center chat line. Go to double t dot com for that of the mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT Hotline continues to be open too for your thoughts, comments. Just if you want to call and visit with Jeff, you can eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. Well, times when people. Do I mean, that. there's worse things you could do, but I'm sure you can find something better to do with your time. Yeah, Jeff's supposed to be working now, so I'm in. But just, you can just you can chatting. you can be helpful to folks. They might have a pregunto or two. Let me be helpful. <laughs> be very careful on the roads this morning. Yes, yes. You know, you'll see a number. Exercise of, caution. Yeah, the IPTI process is uh, in full effect today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just morning show bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> the morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by. Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's basketball Friday presented by Abundance Energy. We've, we're talking uh, tech in Texas. If you have a prediction on that one that you want to give us, uh, or if you're going to the game or just don't even want to spend any money in Austin, you know, just hit us up on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, we'll have the broadcast for you tomorrow night at 6, play-by-play at 7 as uh, the Red Raiders take on uh, – and this uh, – is this a uh, kind of a, a little bit of a litmus early litmus test for you to say, okay, this maybe this is who you are, so to speak? Yeah, you know, I think that's fair. It, it'll be a, a good measuring stick to see, mm-hmm. 
because we think that's that a better way. We yeah. may not think the Longhorns are title contenders mm-hmm. in the conference, but I think that we feel like they're uh, definitely a tournament team, and they're a team that's going to finish in the top half of the Big Twelve Conference. But just a road game. We've only played one of those so far. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good way to put it. And and I I I think the other thing too is, um, wouldn't you say, if you won this game, that this would be one that you wouldn't necessarily be expected to win, but by winning this game could certainly add to your resume, obviously. It gives you a road win in the Big 12, which are hard to come by, um, especially with new coach, new kind of DNA to your team, all those kinds of things right out of the right out of the bat to go get yourself a, you know, a win like this, top 25 team on the road, Big 12, contender, blah, blah, blah. That would be, that'd be a nice... Thing to put on the old NCAA tournament resume. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that 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 would be. And like I said, I mean, I'm I'm just going to guess you're not favored to win this game. Um, I don't necessarily follow the odds, and I don't necessarily always. That's not. That's just not in my DNA. I don't have anything against it. It's just not something I I look at very much. But um, my guess is that Texas would be favored to to win this game uh, tomorrow night, and. And that if you won, it would it would surprise some folks. So, um, hopefully, um, they can. Who who aside from the usual suspects, is there somebody that you'd like to see kind of step up and add to the mix tomorrow night? Well, I definitely feel like uh, Chance McMillan is is a big X factor for mm-hmm. this team um, because it feels like he's pretty hot or cold, and when he's when he's going, obviously he's really, really good. Um, Kerwin Walton could probably you could. I, I think I've said you, you need one of them every night. Mm-hmm. One of the two of those guys, because I think Toussaint's gonna gonna get his and do his thing. I think Pop Isaacs is gonna do his thing. Um, I think Darion Williams has been really consistent so far this year, but I think you need one of those guys to provide you that outside scoring. Uh, another outside score because you expect Pop and Tucson's going to knock down some threes, but uh, you know one of those guys has to has to come in and contribute on both ends. If I told you that the uh, leaders for the Red Raiders in threes made that it was tied, the obvious one you would say right away would be Pop Isaacs, right? Mm-hmm. But how about this? Chance McMillan also has twenty eight made threes. He has thirty. Well, he made eight in one game, so yeah. I don't think that would be a super surprise to anybody that he's near the top. Okay, right, yeah. right. But he has thirty-two less attempts than Isaacs. Mm-hmm. So Pop is twenty-eight of 29 percent. Chance McMillan is twenty-eight of sixty-five for forty-three percent. And then how and about? And that's why when we talked about the other day about which player needed to step up, needed to take it to the next level. It's. I mean, even though he's, I don't know, is Pop your leading scorer right now or second? He, to he, is. he is. Yeah, okay. he is your leading scorer. I think it's Pop, and what I mean by that is he's got to be much more efficient. I mean, the three-point percentage is like 29%. 29%, yes. Yeah, and the, and the two-point percentage is in the 30s. Uh, his, his field goal percentage is 36%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need. I mean, yeah, he's scoring, but you would really like him to be a lot more efficient than he is, or than he has been. Well, mm-hmm. I'll say this. The last couple of weeks, it feels like he's done that. Yes. Mm-hmm. The last couple of weeks, he's done that. But that 29% three-point percentage, uh, you want to see come way up because mm-hmm. he's way more talented than that. And and then when you look at Kerwin Walton, he 
he is 20 of 37 from beyond the arc. So he's shooting 54%. Now his his number of uh, field goal attempts, he's 30 of 54. So so basically he's um, he's 10 of 17 without the threes. And he's averaging 17.6 minutes a game, so almost 18 minutes a game. And, you know, Isaacs is at 32 minutes a game. Chance McMillan's at 25 minutes a game. And um, and the other thing about the other thing about Pop is you'd like to see his field free throw percentage get up there just a little bit more. Uh, he's at uh, 79% right now. So he's at 46 of 58. Uh, your leading free throw shooter is Joe Toussaint, and that makes sense because he's driving the lane all the time. I mean, every every time he's going down the floor, if he's if he's getting in the he's he's scoring in the paint for the most part. But he's he's put up eighteen. He's made eighteen threes. He's eighteen of fifty five. But he's fifty two of fifty nine from the free throw line. So he's money when he gets to the free throw line. You know, at eighty eight percent. I mean, that's yeah. you know that's you can you can count on count on him for that. So and Darion Williams is is as well he's 26 to 30 he's 87 percent free throw shooter so you know they they take care of the basketball i mean they get a ton of assists a game i mean you're making uh, i don't have the total number of makes per game but your your assists per game are 16 you're making six, 16 assists per ball game so i mean that's it's very very respectable and coach mccaslin has talked about that repeatedly about how he likes how this team shares the basketball uh, maybe sometimes to a fault, but I mean they're looking for the best shot, which is great, and they're and they're giving it up, which is great. Mm-hmm. So just gotta just gotta find a way to to make some more. Is seventy eight going to be enough to win tomorrow night? I would think so. I would yeah. think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would disagree with you. Let me give you a number here, real quick. Three forty seven divided by thirteen. Yeah, so they're they're making twenty six field goals per ball game, and they have assists on sixteen of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the team is. I mean, we've talked about that. That's really what they're doing well. It feels like mm-hmm. is is spreading the spreading the ball around and and doing a good job of sharing the basketball. And they're doing a decent job of rebounding. They're out rebounding their opponents by five. But I mean, you have to also look at the quality of opponent. I mean, you've given up 134 offensive rebounds uh, to your opponent. You've had 145. So you'd you'd like to make sure that you. You get some second chance points as well mm-hmm. because you're shooting at a clip of, you know, 46%, which is really, I mean, that's that's outstanding. Um, and then from a three-point, you're at about 36%, averaging, like like I said earlier, about, about nine a game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens between uh, the Red Raiders and the Longhorns tomorrow night. Tomorrow afternoon at the arena, it's uh, Texas Tech in Kansas. Lady Raiders coming off of a just an ugly loss uh, to Texas, and it's really the only way to say it, in which they were dominated uh, in that ball game. KU's coming off of a loss at Iowa State, 69-61. to 61. Uh, They are led in the scoring department by a freshman. Well, yeah, by a freshman. She is averaging 13.5 points a ball game. Her name is Samaya Nichols, and um, she's mostly an inside shooter. She's about 46% from the field. Uh, Ty Jackson, who has only put up one three, she is uh, definitely an inside player. She averages 12.8 points a ball game. And then Holly Kurzgeter, who has been a Lady Raider killer, uh, averaging 11.3 points a ball game. She told Fink and I last year when she was here, we're like, is this it for you? Are you done? She's like, 
yeah, I'm done. I'm done after this year. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay, good. Good. We're, we'll be glad to see you not be here, you know, basically, is what we were thinking. And You guys uh, even make friends with the opposing players? We talk to everybody. <laughs> we talk wait, to- wait. I need to show you my shock face. <laughs> we talk to we talk to everybody. <laughs> trying to think who we, who, you know, we talked to we talked to we talked to the assistant coaches. We talked to you know opposing broadcasters. We talked to the officials, like uh, Eric Bruton, the official came. He was smiling, happy to see us, shook our hand. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, I used to talk to the Big Twelve. Uh, Coordinator, I guess the two it was He's the officials uh, supervisor. Yeah, yeah, the official supervisor mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, he, he was, was cool. Nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was back when we were all sitting on the front row together mm-hmm. before they kicked us out. Right. Yeah. Because right. we're not cool like that. We'll have the broadcast for you tomorrow from uh, United Supermarkets Arena at one thirty. The tip at two. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I, didn't, I had words coming out of my mouth that sounded mm-hmm. like Chuck Hines. Mm-hmm. So we're going to look at Red Raider football, and we're going to look at next year's schedule. And I know we don't have the specific dates, but we've all stated that we feel like eight wins should be expected, okay, with seven home games, mm-hmm. with the schedule that you have and mm-hmm. what you have returning, mm-hmm. okay? We're not going to get into do we think it's going to be 10 wins or nine wins or eight wins or sure. whatever, but okay. eight wins should be expected, mm-hmm. Okay. We might not even predict eight wins, but we think it should be expected. Okay. Yeah, the two are different. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you today. Tell me the four, what you think are the four games that are most likely could be losses. Okay. The ones that scare you the most. Four games. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be real easy. At Arizona, at Iowa State, at Oklahoma State, and at TCU. Mm-hmm. I think those I, are your four I, losses. So the four road games. Yeah. In, in the conference Big 12. play. Yep. Yeah. I feel really good about your non-conference games, obviously, against Abilene Christian and North Texas, and then going to Pullman doesn't scare me. Just to be different from Chuck. Well, you don't have to be different. Well, no, because I think I've got pretty close to the same answer, and I wanted to be just a little bit different other than having the exact same one. Flip, Washington State, and TCU. Okay, well, that's mine. That was mine as well. That was yours as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just, the, the whole unknown of Washington State, mm-hmm. we saw what happened in Wyoming last yeah. year, and that probably is weighing into my thought process. They got a bunch of lumberjacks up there that'll go to the ball game, you know. Yeah. We've, we know playing at TCU is not a super hard place to play. The Red Raiders mm-hmm. have, have, played, have played well there mm-hmm. for the most part. Can you and I go together to that game? Can no, we ride together? No, we cannot. <laughs> Uh, I'd say as an outside number five, if all the stars aligned, would be Colorado. I'm nervous about Colorado. Yeah. I think a lot of Red Raider fans feel like that's a gimme one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me ask. Let's let's ask a different question then. Okay. Of the home games, mm-hmm. which one's scary the most? Chuck's going to say North Texas. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we. We've all been a little jaded there, okay, over the years. It's kind of makes you wonder why the hell we're even scheduling them, okay? It's like, what? Because you, we're way more talented and we should beat them. I, I know, but I mean, it's just history tells you that it's, you know, Emo's going to come in here wanting to light it up, too. He finally get to call plays in Jones Stadium. 
I think there was a time where he was calling him here. You do? Mm-hmm. You do? I do. I think his head coach was pressured into it. I think... Um, his last year? I think he uh, was protecting him by not saying anything. Okay. I think it got significantly worse. Not significantly, but it was not as good, and I think I think Kingsbury was protecting him. Okay. And maybe that's why he... He left to go when he left to go to Incarnate Word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the the games that concern me here at home, um, man, I think West Virginia concerns me. Um, I think that, uh, I and and Colorado would what's concern me. So if you're gonna if you're gonna make me if you're gonna make me pick one, and and then Baylor. But we, the way that we played Baylor last year and then the, the previous year here. What about Baylor? Has you scared? Right well, now? I was going to say, I just nothing. That's, That's a program. It feels like it is heading in the wrong yeah, direction. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm going to say um, I'm going to say West Virginia. I'm going to say West Virginia. You have two former aides to Tech football coaches that are coming in here. Three. There will two that are coming here. You know with. Uh, North Texas and and West Virginia. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the home games, probably the two new ones with Arizona State and Colorado. I'm not nervous about West Virginia. I'm chalking up last year's West Virginia as a fluke. Like as an absolute, just everything went wrong fluke. And uh, I don't call it a fluke. I call it you were bad. Well, you, it was 100% on you. It wasn't on West Virginia being great. It was yeah, on you being like, terrible. That's not what I expect from a Joey McGuire yeah. coach team, I, like with regards to a fluke. Um, but if Colorado can go into the transfer uh, portal on the other side and do kind of what they did last year and bring in a bunch of new guys and, and their recruiting continues to be as good as it is, I could see them being a challenge and you know the, the unknown of Arizona State. Uh, would be the number two in that list for the the home games next season. I'm with Chuck and thinking it's West Virginia and Colorado. Uh, I do think West Virginia will be a better football team than they were a season ago. They bring their quarterback back, their starter is solid. Remember, he didn't play against us. The guy that was terrible played against us, and we still lost. Okay, Not because he lit us up. Would we score 13 in that game? 17? I don't know, whatever. It was 100% on our offense. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I don't, man, it, it's hard for me to, if I have to pick one or the other there, I think I'm going with West Virginia, but I'm so intrigued by Colorado. I mean, they were fun last year. They were a great story at the beginning of the season. Um, and then it, you know, and then it went south for them badly. But at the same time, they, they lost some games tight, some close games that they could have won that would have made that feel differently. So I don't, you know, I don't know what the you guys have have you seen the recruiting rankings for Colorado are they super high or whatever I just don't know what that program is going to become and I don't know if it all the momentum that they had early on in the season whether it was killed at the end of the season or you know everybody hopped on board and said yeah we're all in I mean even the, said coaches bailed too yeah, even the Colorado fan base I mean they feel like it's heading in the right direction are they certain they have the right guy I mean 
I'm, I'm, I'm just intrigued by it. Dion's been good for college football and that he's brought an interest. Mm-hmm. You know? Especially to the Colorado program. Yeah, even if you're not a fan, mm-hmm. you're like interested and in see what, what's going to happen. So, and I've kind of liked some of the comments that Dion has made about college football or whatever. I appreciate the fact that he's not afraid to give his opinion on things. It doesn't feel like he's a cookie cutter coach that just stays in his lane all the time, so to speak. So, I appreciate that. So I also I, want to put him on my worried list because I don't want my name in his receipts. In his receipts. He always okay. keeps the receipts of the people saying bad things about Colorado. Do you keep receipts? No. I, I don't either. I mean, Most of my receipts don't make it out of the store. Do I keep it? I mean... These guys are talking about they keep receipts of people that have said things about them or done things to them or things like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I might hold grudges. Yeah, I don't what's, call what's it the gr- difference? Um, I think that his the, wording the, the, is the wording, but I also think the guys that keep receipts are the ones that when they when they say oh, I'm keeping receipts that they're they you know they're they're the ones that are the quickest to try to cash in on those receipts, whereas the ones that hold grudges. Chuck Hines absolutely kept receipts on Nebraska football. I held a grudge. Yeah, I held a and grudge specifically Tom Osborne. I did. And and still, so that he could cash those receipts in when Tech beat them seventy to ten. I don't. Uh, again, I'm 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 not trying to be a jerk here. I'm finding it hard to understand what the difference is between holding a garage and keeping receipts. Well, the keeping, not a thing to me. There's not. There's not specifically. Yeah. And but, yes, I do both. But I think the keeping yes. of receipts. I think those guys are a little more, more flamboyant about it too. Yeah. I think they they cash in their receipts quite quite. quite Sooner, I think the people that hold grudges, and I've, I've I've got some grudges that I still hold to this day. Those are never totally cashed in. Yeah, it's always a grudge. You know, fool me once, you know. Right, I'm with you. That's why on are you. We second here? time. Just I, I don't I don't I'm not really huge on second chances. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Seven forty this morning on the morning drive. Boom, boom, boom is next. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is uh, the Morning Drive, hour three of three on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3 and the Double T 97.3 mobile app with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the first United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. And the Visual Edge IT hotline, and it is a Basketball Friday presented by Abundance Energy. Since it's a Basketball Friday, can I ask a basketball question? Absolutely. Okay, this one's out there, and I hope there's some basketball officials out there listening. Oh, man. Okay, so did you guys by any chance happen to see Wemby's alley-oop dunk to himself last night? I, I have not. Victor Wimbayana or whatever. Yeah, how Victor Wimbayana. Okay, that's so he's like at the right elbow, mm-hmm. and he's double teamed, and he just flips the ball up towards the backboard. Okay. Goes off the backboard, not the rim, mm-hmm. and before the ball lands, he just jumps towards it and dunks it. So he alley-ooped himself. Okay. 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 I saw a game in the Caprock Classic where a player shot an air ball on a three-point shot, ran got it and saved it in okay i saw the same exact thing on tuesday night in my daughter's game Mm -hmm. when did we start allowing you to pass to yourself how is that not catching your own pass aka double dribble okay so it used to be you had to 
hit the rim with a shot, right? Before you could get it? Mm, no, I think you And now you pe- can shoot an air ball and go get it? Well, then couldn't you say if I accidentally picked up my dribble in the backcourt, couldn't I just toss it high a little bit and then run over there and get it? I think you could. That's double dribble. That's a travel. There's no way. Well, if you, if you, no, if you, if you're taking the shot. And hmm. you shoot an air ball, somebody's got to touch it before you do. That would, that would, that seems to make sense. But right? you could, you could. Off the backboard, I can kind of get. Off the backboard, I've seen that before. Okay. You know, where you, yeah. you literally, you kind of pass it to yourself, so to speak. It's what yeah. you're doing, right? Okay. But what you're what you're talking about is if that, somebody that makes, shoots an air ball that makes and sense. they run mm-hmm. and get it, yeah, that's 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 like a double dribble, a travel. Yeah. You yeah, can't it should be do a travel. that. Mm-hmm. And so I wondered why we just stopped calling that. Um, a couple people said, oh, one, Jamie, that's bad officiating. Uh, two, uh, the air ball should have been called a walk. That was incorrect. If it hits the rim or backboard, that oh, is allowed. So off the backboard counts yeah. as it hitting the rim. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but the other instance of shooting an air ball, mm-hmm. that should not be allowed. I don't think so. Was this a varsity game or a JV game? Uh, one was a varsity, one was a JV. Well, we know the JV answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just, yeah, I don't know how you can catch and shoot your own or air. i mean you can shoot and then go get your own shot yeah that doesn't cool. touch anybody else or the rim or backboard yeah because if that were the case then then kids would be doing that all the time to throw it across especially if they get trapped in the backcourt throw it across yeah just, the oh, we just could call it a shot yeah it's called it's called a shot, little shot and, and then run over and get run it. over and get then it. they can start yeah. dribbling again yeah 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 it's the same thing it's the same thing yeah 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 same thing we'll have uh high school hoops on the air for you tonight the <laughs> Liberty Cooper Patriots <laughs> will take on Abernathy tonight from the Lopes Home Gym. All right. That'll be at 630 on 93.1 Texas FM. And then the boys will follow the Liberty Cooper Patriot boys will follow at uh, 730 ish or so from Abernathy. That'll be uh, that'll be that uh, matchup tonight. And then the Friendship Girls, uh, travel permitting, will go to San Angelo and uh play tonight in a single game uh for the girls they'll uh we'll have it for you on double t 97.3 at six tonight don't say that chuck travel permitting don't say travel permitting they're playing okay okay yeah. it's gonna be above freezing any minute now yeah. <laughs> i mean technically don't it's give above them freezing any now. ideas right now it's above freezing it's 33 it should Freezing's be 32 it should be yeah. it just needs to get to like 34 35 yeah. That's what we needed to have happen. And yes, I appreciate when school districts care about the welfare of their children. Mm-hmm. I do. You but just feel like you're, it's good enough today. It's okay today. Yeah, well, I just would be disappointed when we miss games. <laughs> <laughs> so there has to be a happy medium there, right? <laughs> right. And then we'll have uh, number one team in the country, Illinois, or excuse me, Purdue, taking on Illinois tonight at the Boilermakers home court that'll be at uh 7 15 i wonder if gene katie will make an appearance tonight i miss gene katie's he's gotten older he's become more friendly but gene katie back in the day when he wore that tan suit and had that hair slicked back and had that bulldog face on man it was it was fun seeing him get riled up over there <laughs> on the on the sideline um he was 
and he could he could never get over the hump. He could he was just he was one of those coaches that could just never get over the hump. Kind of like Norm Stewart at Missouri. You know, his his next Final Four will be his first. So just couldn't get so over so much hate for your home state. Yeah. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, just got sideways on Indiana Avenue. Careful out there, folks. Yes, still, still, uh, kind of keep that in mind. Be, be careful if you're uh, out and about this morning. You guys uh, ask the question, and we get the guy who can answer the question on the phone. All right, so we go to the Visual Edge IT hotline, and we have uh, a caller. Good morning, caller. It's the official morning, official. Gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> I know. I was I was kind of trolling him a little bit. Good. We're doing great. How are you? I'm fine. Keep in mind, Jeff called me. <laughs> um, that if if there was a legit shot at, at the basket and and the shooter went and got his own rebound, it would be not a not a double dribble or a, or a travel. It's a legit shot in the in the officials' uh, judgment. However, if out at half court they did the same thing, just threw it up in the air after they picked up their dribble, that would be a walk. The so, judgment call by the officials. Yeah, I hate to I hate to legit, tell you this. A legit shot. Yeah, I I hate to break it to you, Chris, but the guy that hates officials the most beat you to the punch, and he just texts me the same thing. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, that's Chris Steed. You'll hear him at noon today on one hundred point seven. The score is part Thanks, of the Chris. bottom line. Thank you, Chris. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.